So one random morning, I was sitting in my Bible time with my coffee, cozied up when no sun had risen yet, and I had this idea that I'm about to go work out, but I have so many golden nuggets that God just gifted me. And I know sometimes they're just for me, but sometimes I cannot wait to share them with you. I mean, isn't that what going and making disciples of all nations is, the Great Commission, right? So I decided I would jump on a Peloton so I can still get my workout in and still check that box for my habit building, my habit stacking, the atomic habits that build incredible momentum for my energy and for my sustenance and for my family and everything I'm connected to. So this is your behind the scenes, your backstage pass, your not live, but still really good Peloton and preach moment. Okay. So you might hear me huffing and puffing, disregard that or not join me, start working out while you listen to Peloton and preach. And then you won't be distracted by my windedness. Just think I'm on the Peloton next to you or we're running just like, you know, not coffee combo. Okay. We're actually moving. So let's do the thing together. Let's move. Let's remain fit in faith by activating and not just talking about the activation. And hang out with me on Peloton. I'm live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. And you can find me in my Facebook group, which is the Fit and Faith Network, just like the app. If you don't have the app, get the app. Or hang out Instagram live. Okay? It's really fun. Enjoy. Peloton and preach. Come breathe hard with me. Let's go. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, Deep or high, the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. on my unmatching socks. I keep all of my unmatching socks in the bottom of my washing machine, specifically for (laughs) Peloton and Preach when it's early and I've got my workout clothes downstairs, but I forgot my socks because every other day of the week that I'm not on the Peloton, I work out in my garage without socks on. I work out barefoot. Probably not shocking to many people who know my barefoot family. (laughs) I'm reading in Genesis this morning and Adam and Eve are like my kind of people. I don't think they had shoes back then. (sighs) My husband uh, is actually known for not wearing shoes. He wears flip-flops through the winter, which is pretty bananas. And why I'm starting with this is literally because I was putting on socks and I was thinking about getting dressed in dignity and strength and that we can do that all the way from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet, the soles of our feet. And uh, it's done so differently for every single person and globally every single person. And there's so many references of feet, feet washing, sandals, how we walk and what our feet do in the process is actually really imperative. And so I would just take note um, because as we talk today in regard to our position stemmed out of, hello, good morning, I see you guys, what's up? Stemmed out of the Bible study Seamless that our company is hosting right now. Um, Specifically, Janice is leading this front and it's so sweet to see your team members when you inspire and encourage and equip and lead really, really well. And I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just something I really focus on. Um, Leadership has been a part of my life since I was little. They then get that empowering because by example, they feel the confidence and it's important for us to reposition ourselves so that we don't always have to be the forerunner. 
in the things that somebody else is really gifted in. Um, so I encourage you to inspire those around you to do the thing that you might in that season might not be called to. And our company specifically, our team has been asked to lead Bible studies for going on three years now. And we've had many people ask us to do it. And honestly, I just, I didn't feel equipped to be truthful. Um, I, I can host things like this now and and, and I can also pass the baton to people that I know that are equipped to do so, even though she might have her own mental jargon about what being equipped actually means. And I want you to have that removed as well, because what is being equipped? Is it your full knowledge of? Because even Adam and Eve wanted more, and they were fully equipped in the garden. They had everything that they needed. They had an actual direct connection and conversations. They got to walk with the Lord and they still lacked enough that Eve decided she needed more. And so my curiosity to you is if you're comparing yourself or not comparing yourself and you're thinking you're not capable of doing something just like in my own flesh, sometimes I'll get in my head about this. And I think, God, like, I never want something that comes out of my mouth not to honor you, not to be um, not from you. I want it to fully just glorify your name. And he always reassures me that it is. And I actually woke up to this, this concept this morning, and I've said it before to you guys, but I've just been simmering on it the last several months about his isness. Everything that is is derived because of I am, right? Because if something is, that's its nature, that's its character. And therefore you can call it that because that's its identity. And so I'm curious for you, is there an isness about you because he is indwelling? And I'm studying a lot of supernatural right now. So just follow with me. And a part of the supernatural exploration is because I'm just eager. I just really believe that there is a deeper existence here on earth. We know about angels and you hear about the enemy all the time. And people, specifically Christians, are much more attuned to calling out the fact that the enemy is all around. But are they calling out the angelic hosts that also exist? Are they calling out the fact that we are called by the Lord's prayer every single day to create heaven on earth and that his isness, our isness, because of his indwelling Christ, allows us to operate in that truth every single day, that this is heaven and that you're not waiting and praying and hoping one day I'll be. So in studying the supernatural, I've been really eager to have encounters with angels to actually step into and practice this stepping into, which I shared with you guys last week, into the realm of heaven while here, having my eyes opened and revealed and thinking through as I studied Seamless this morning and the, the genesis of, of mankind, the genesis of God's heart, his isness in the garden, that we have access to so much more than we give ourselves credit for or that we give the world credit for, which is made by a creator who loves you. And that is his nature. That is his character. I'm curious as I'm talking, if you want to drop in the chat, what's simmering with you right now already as I'm sharing this, do you believe that you are made in his nature? And so his isness is your I am-ness. Is his isness your I am-ness? Because You could get in doubt. You could operate in fear. You could stay in that place, like I said, of saying, I'm not equipped, but you are equipped. You have the indwelling Christ inside of you. And so when I pray and I think about this very time that I get to spend with you all, it's, it's becoming surrendered to his isness and not my own. It's coming into his ability to speak through me and not my own. Sometimes I get off these things and you see the highs and the lows. You see me laughing. You see me crying. You see me, I have no idea where this is going to go, but just follow me, right? Isn't that what Jesus does with us every single day? And so as we've been sitting in this idea and I wake up to this 
concept in the wee hours of the morning. And he just says, Tamara, I am. It is because I am. What are you looking for answers to that just, he's just saying, I am. It's already done. We're constantly in this forward thinking of, if I have more knowledge, like Eve did, if I had more access, if I had more resources, if I knew more about the Bible, if I memorized, if, 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 then, right? This is, this is scientific hypothesis. If this, then this. But that's not what God says. If, if, and then he says, I am. I am the alpha and the omega. So it's not an if, then. It's an I am. It's an isness. There's a non-negotiable. We don't need to have, what do they call it? Um, the stable or the stationary. Ah, what is it called in science? Help me out here. The, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think about it. The control. There, there's a control, right? The control is that this thing never changes and we're going to now input some things, some variables into the scientific experiment and the variables are going to say, okay, if this variable, then this outcome. But the control, the I am, the isness is God. And so he's thinking, sure, you can go and you can get your degree or sure, you can go and you can study my word or sure, you can go and get ordained and sure, you can go and start new leadership practices within your company to bring people closer. Sure, you can start the foundation. Yeah, you can start that business. Sure. And he's literally encouraging you. If you do that, then I'm still me. You're still you. I am still eternal. And my plan for you, no matter your if, because of your then, because that's your vision, your forecast, it's still the same. It's never changing. And our humanness, our flesh is the one that's evolving because we think we have to for God to use us. I'm in this incredible new friendship and I've been exploring the ideas of healing and I've been exploring the ideas of, um, again, these supernatural encounters. And he said, I don't really know the word. I don't really ever really spent time in the Bible. I'm only going to church a handful of times in my entire life. Mind you, he's, I would guess like mid fifties. And he said, but I am sure I know that I know that I know that I am operating and experiencing Jesus on a daily basis. He talked about hanging out with Archangel Michael and Gabriel and that he's sat around campfire with Jesus. And it makes me think of that book, The Shack, which is also an incredible movie. And he's telling me these things. And I'm like, if, you had, if he had literally told me this a year ago, he's local. I could have ran into him years ago. And if he had told me a year ago, I would have been like, cool, bro. Like, woohoo, a little loony, a little loony. And now, like, oh my gosh, invite me. <laughs> I want to sit around the campfire with Jesus. I want to experience hanging out with the archangels. I want that. And God tells me in those very moments that my eagerness jumps, my my spirit leaps. I am. I am. And so what does that mean for you? Where are you positioned for God to remind you that he is your sustenance? He is everything that you need. He is. Rather than us always searching and always seeking. So in seamless, we're doing this um, Thursdays at 12 o'clock Eastern. So anybody can jump into the Zoom room and reflect and simmer and learn whether or not you have the book or not. doesn't matter, but I highly recommend because basically it's taking you through the seamless story of Jesus in the Bible from Old Testament to New Testament. And I think a lot of times we get in this mindset of, of lack of equipping, right? Lack of knowledge, which then puts us in a place 
of feeling less than and incapable of even our calling, our greatest calling. This guy is a healer and he doesn't feel equipped to actually do in the mind, but with his body, with his spirit, through his hands, he's capable of healing people because he knows the source. And so this is like my biggest passion for people is to stop like standing at the side and being like, can I, should I? And you can see what your promise is. You know it, but you're afraid to jump. Literally, you're afraid to jump. And being afraid never got anybody anywhere. This happens through the Bible all the time too. Being in fear keeps us isolated from the very thing God promised us to. So right out the gate in Genesis, this is your story. (laughs) This is my story. When we've chosen to go in our own direction, operating out of our own flesh, trying to control our own outcome, our own destiny, doing all the checking, all the boxes in our flesh, we end up in a state of hiding. We end up in a state of paralysis. We end up in a state of over-analysis. We end up in a state of not-enoughness. We end up in a state of consumption. We need more, we need more, we need more because then, if then, right? If I had more of this, then I could do this. If I had more confidence, then I would get on camera and speak. If I had more knowledge, then I'd be able to write the book. If then will kill you. The focus is the control. The focus is in the heavenly realms of what is, no matter what you see with your eyes. Whether you want to account for angels in your space, that's up to you. Or if you want to give the credit to the enemy, that's also up to you. You'll stay behind the bush, hiding from the very God that created you, even though he's not playing hide and seek. He's not. You are. You are. I am. I'm like, God, I just, I want to seek after you. I want to spend all of my time in this space just getting to know you. And he says, but I am. I am. I am walking with you. You are getting to know me. You're getting to know my sovereignness. You're getting to know my goodness. You're getting to know my self-control. You're getting to know my kindness by activating, by walking with me in the garden. This is the garden. Jesus came for us to be in union, communion, commissioned with Christ again because of the evil that was brought in through the enemy, through Satan onto earth. And because free will, we kept activating outside of our identity, hiding ourselves from the very one who created us because, well, the apple looked good. The free will felt right. Felt like the right thing to do. I want to read some of these comments. He puts his super in my natural. Yes, girl. It is our responsibility. Oh, it is not our responsibility. It is our response to his ability. Yes, ma'am. So doing the thing that you feel like you're not equipped to do It is about responding to his ability. This is where like we can get stuck in our ideas and think that, oh, I now that's not really what God wants me to do. That's, that's actually not really a good idea. Will that even work? You're saying in the, if then you're going to the, if then equation, God says, no, I'm the control. Marcus says, I equate the season that I'm in that of having a new job where I wish I was to be a year in the book so that I feel equipped. So I receive this. I'm in that of having a new job where I wish to be a year in the books so that I feel, oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 this is good. Again, (laughs) people will take these hypothetical sabbaticals, okay? And believe me, I'm like, can I take a sabbatical? Can I just like stop and spend a year with Jesus? Remember, he is. He's in the year. He's in the moment with you right now. You don't have to stop anything to be when he is. 
and he's in you, and therefore you are. This is like not rocket science, but we make it, especially I feel like the church makes it like not about works because they say that your works don't get you more love, but they make it about religion and they, they create this, they create this separation. And, and again, my husband doesn't like when I say the church because I love church. The wind church is done effectively. We call ourselves the catalyzed church as the founder con. And that's what I am literally helping people do every single day when they say yes to God. They're literally, that's what I get to do. That's my job. I get to say yes to Jesus all day long with people all day long who have a desire and a burn inside of their soul to do the thing God told them to do. And instead of creating this chasm between their ability, I don't sit there hand in hand to equip them. I just help them see that they're already is the opportunity, the I amness inside of them. We just give them some tools. It's like, you come to my house, God has already sent you. Because if you're coming to me, you're already sent, you're already called, you're already summoned. And the reason that there's this like-heartedness, the reason that you're coming to me, and I have people say this, they're like, God, God sent you to me. I'm like, awesome. I, I believe that. I believe that I was in position we're going to talk about position. I was in position to receive someone who needed a little bit more tangibility, a little bit more belief, a little bit further access, a little bit more unveiling for them to realize it's not I am, it's not Tamara is, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And he is so desperate for you to come out of hiding so that you can experience these things that I'm talking about. You want to transcend to heaven, let's go. You wanna see angels around you, let's, let's go. You wanna heal the broken, let's do it. You wanna cast out demons because you see people hurting and crying and in despair, let's go. This is not something for the exclusive saints. This is not something for the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the pastors that you see preaching. This is for you. This is the gospel. This is the promise. This is the control. It's not the if then, it's, it's the when, it's the now, it's the who, it's the eternal God that has given you this. So I've been in this place still doing things in the natural. And I had an amazing dinner with some incredible spiritual mentors of mine who I'm going through some studies with and processing life with. And I said, I'm having the hardest time with all of this new information. And they're like, tell me more. Why? Questions are the best. So make sure you're asking really good questions and giving yourself good questions so that you can take the space to respond to yourself. And he said, why? I said, because all I want to do, all I want to do is exist in this awareness in this spiritual mind, body, soul experience with Jesus. And when I'm having a supernatural miraculous encounter, even in a dream state, I don't want to wake up. I, I don't want to have to go and um, get gas. <laughs> I don't want to have to um, eat. I don't, I don't want to have to turn on my computer and reboot my system. I don't want to have to get on a Zoom call. I, I have this, this flesh meets spirit interjection situation transpiring where I'm like, can I just stay in the spiritual world? But God didn't send Adam and Eve to earth to create a kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, if there wasn't a great plan, if there wasn't something more, this coexisting that he wanted us to experience here on earth. And I believe that that is our destiny to exist within the both and. To be in the world and not of the world, we have a body for a limited time. And I've been studying even the body and the limited body in which scientifically we've been told 
we are capable or incapable of. Essentially, people have created controls of our flesh. If this, then this. So there are these places in the world called blue zones. And if you live there because of their raw, organic um, sense of purpose, they're next to the water, the air that they breathe is better, um, uh, there's like a slower pace of living. There's all of these elements of, of why they can consider it a blue zone. Look into it. It's really cool. Um, I think Zach Efron did like a specific series element of all the blue zones and went and visited them and interviewed people and saw what they were doing for life. It was, it was incredible. Something my husband and I are very passionate about as well. And so, um, if you live here, then you can transcend every other place in the world and you can live, let's say 40 years longer than the average person, 50 years longer than the average person. Well, if you know biblically that people like Noah were living 900 years, what does that mean? God created us to have a a, a long lasting life, a long life to be able to actually utilize all the gifts and talents that he's given us and to create a beautiful atmosphere, co-union, co-mission with him. Think of the change if we could live that long, but we're stuck in this if then in our flesh. And therefore we don't actually focus on the control of eternity because we're focused on the flesh. So if my desire is to exist in the supernatural 24-7, and it is, then I have to stop focusing on what I believe or have been told or been taught that my body, my if-then, needs for sustenance. And so I can go to the manual of life and I can read about what Jesus did about what people did in such a a long period of time when they lived in that space. And I see over and over and over again, the answer, the fix for my current problem is position. Where am I positioning myself? Am I positioning myself behind the bush? Am I hiding, doing these things to become good enough to be in the presence of the Lord that often, to be used by God that often? Am I, am I sitting behind the bush in an element of shame because of something else I'm trying to control? Maybe it's my food. Maybe it's my, um, my physical. Maybe it's my, I've, I've got to get my mental health under control. I'm, I'm feeling anxiety right now, and so I'm going to fix this, and then I'll come back into face-to-face contact with Jesus so he can use me. Then I'll, I'll surrender and let him do what he planned to do. That is literally what we're all doing. That is so asinine. It is crazy. And, I, and I'm telling you this because I'm recognizing it in myself. I just said this the other day. I wasn't feeling good. Still working through my voice right now. My voice coach is on here. I see you, Caitlin. Hopefully I'm doing the, I don't know, butterfly. <laughs> it's not, it's called a goggle fry. I don't know. I'm not a voice person, but she's teaching me that I need to be because I talk all day long. Anyway, um, I am recognizing this in everyone. And so my job is just to show up and show out, let myself be surrendered to the fact that God will speak through me. I did not plan this. I didn't think about the if-then control until I started talking. And then it came out. I didn't think about sharing about the blue zones, but there's something there. I didn't think about the fact that I was going to tell you from the perspective of like the thing that you're called to do that you keep thinking you need to go equip yourself more. And God says, I am. You are called to write the book. He's sending you to write the book. But you're thinking, I don't know. I think I need to sit on it a little bit more. I need to learn a little bit more. That's an enemy tactic. It's literally Satan in the garden saying, eat this, eat this. We are stuck in a knowledge-driven world. 
It's why the education sector has become what it has. There's a control that they're trying to create that they're not realizing that there's a greater power in control. They are saying, if we do this, then this is the outcome for our children. If you go to university, then you can make more money. What a trap. What a trap. That's crazy. God's like, no, 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 no. If you're in position, if you are with me, I make a way. If you are with me, I provide the path. If you are with me and walking with me, commissioned, I create. I'm the eternal one. I'm the outcome. I'm the understander. I am, I am, I am. Not you, not me. I watched this girl. There's like 1.8 million views on this, this video that was posted just about a week ago at a revival. I'm assuming it's in Africa, but she was speaking English. So maybe not. Um, I need to find that out. And I would guess she was maybe 10 or 11. She's on the mic at this huge concert conference and she's, she starts praying and she starts worshiping. She worships for about 10 minutes, the same words of surrender and her voice, her surrendered voice because of the I am that dwells inside of her was literally casting out demons developing healing experiences for people. People were being transcended into heavenly host experiences. Their bodies were convulsing. Their surrender, their tears were at the altar. This is the mission. To not think that you're not old enough, not capable enough, not pretty enough. The enoughness that we're seeking is in the I am, because he is. Any problem that you could bring to me, I would say, okay, you're right, but he is. Your solution sucks, but he doesn't. <laughs> this, this idea, this, this thing that you have created that the society, I'll let society take ownership. You don't even have to be the one to hold the shame. Culture generations have created the mess that we're in right now. Generations. And so we hide behind the bush that our mama and our mama's mama and our mama's mama's mama all the way back to Eve decided that that's where they belong. Meanwhile, when God came, Jesus came, the Holy Spirit came to the garden. He said, where are you? It was one of the first questions he asked. It might have been the first question he asked. Where are you? God knows where you are. He's not asking you where you are for his sake. He's asking you where you are for your sake. Where are you? What position are you in right now? Are you in a position of trying to control fix, cast off, become better, become smarter, become something when God already is? The answer to the Bible, if you're still seeking an answer, the answer, the outcome, the the alpha and the omega, the start to the finish And as I read through Seamless with all the people in this Bible study, they're going to discover too. This points to Jesus. Okay. All the prophets spoke to the Messiah. All the stories, all the genealogies, all the generations point to Jesus. You are of a new bloodline. You have new DNA inside of you since Jesus came to earth to be born. And after he rose and sent his spirit for us to operate in, the answer that you're still seeking, the thing that you think you still need to do in order to become is still Jesus. It hasn't changed. And so it's less about knowing every single word. 
That's good. It's more about knowing Jesus. And what religiosity can do, what thinking, if I build this business her way, if I start this job their way, if I work for this company and I make this amount of money this way, if I become the entrepreneur and I study this particular realm that way, we create in our own mind our own limitations. And we try thinking, if I just build myself, then God will use me. If I just build my platform and I spend all of this time on social media and I create all of this content, then God will send the people for me to do the thing that I think I'm supposed to do. Then there will be the readers or the community members or the clients. No, stop. Stop, stop, stop letting business coaches, stop letting realtors, stop letting financial advisors, stop letting people distract you and train you up in the way that they should go. When God is saying, sit with me, be with me, walk with me. I am the control. Everything I do is for you. Everything I've created is for you. Every desire of your heart, I want for you too. I deposited it there. I'm not going to give you the answers to the next decade. I'm not going to give you the outcome that you think you need. I'm going to give you more. It's going to be sweeter. It's going to be more than you can ask, hope, or imagine. But because we're hiding and thinking that we have to become something in order for God to, he doesn't want to use you, friend. That's not his desire. I think I've been guilty of saying this as well. Like, God, use me. He, no, he didn't create us to be a tool for him. He created us to be in union with him, to be in relationship with him. He wants you to know him as much as he knows and loves you. And so if the answer to the Bible, if the answer to the thing that you're seeking or trying to do, it literally rests inside of who he is and you are a Christian and you've already accepted Jesus into your heart, he lives inside of you. And so the time that you're taking to be with Jesus is also the time that you're taking to sit with yourself. And when God says, where are you? He's asking you to come out of that position that the world has put you in and be positioned with me in the promised land, in the land of the milk and honey. You are not in exile. You are not a slave. Nothing that you have in your life is deeming you incapable except for yourself or the lies or the taunting or the generations or all those other things. But ultimately God didn't say, where's, where's the serpent that distracted you when he came to the garden? He didn't, he didn't go looking for Satan. He didn't go looking for the enemy. He knew he came looking for his child to remind them of their opportunity to co-mingle with Christ. And so when I have this time of trying to understand how am I supposed to exist in the supernatural and be of my natural body simultaneously, welcome Peloton and preach. Welcome the books that are being birthed. Welcome to my podcast, Fit and Faith. Welcome to the FounderCon. Welcome to my family's home. Welcome to our adventures. Welcome to the little piece of the pie that I call heaven. Welcome to existing in the supernatural and the natural simultaneously. Welcome to the garden. You have that for you. 
What you see in me, I only reflect back to you as the promise of the control of the biggest science experiment ever to be made. God's the control. We look to science, if this, then this. And that's great. God created science too. What's up? See, it's supernatural. We can actually hang out with some of our best friends and mentors while they're 30,000 feet in the air. If we create this system, if we create this mechanism, then we can co-mingle. But listen to this. God has already supernaturally created that, that opportunity for us every single day. I am learning in the supernatural that we telepathically have this access. It sounds nutty. I have friends that are working, literally working on teleportation. What? Yep. Transient existence. Jesus exampled this in the Bible. When he came down to earth and he went through walls, we can do far greater things than he who is in the world. He who was of the world because he was never of the world. He was always of heaven. But this is stuff that like, yes, the internet is providing a tangibility access to us right now in this moment, a gift from God, without a doubt. Don't ever let social media distract you to think it's an enemy tactic or a control system or an algorithm that says like, this is, this is that. No, like God uses all things for good. He already knows the beginning from the end. So if a man makes Instagram or TikTok, then they can control the world of the mind. Sure. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, fear-based lies, us hiding behind the bush. When God says, that's true, that might be, that might be accurate for that man, but I am. I am still the control. Don't let the jargon Keep you distracted and hiding from the one who knows you, who loves you, and wants to exist in the garden with you. I am so excited about these continued revelations that if the answer to the Bible isn't necessarily in the Bible, but he's in you because you've received him, you don't have to have all the answers He has all the answers. And so I'm encouraging you to start speaking, start exploring, start adventuring, start teaching, whatever it is that's in your heart that you've yet to do, start doing that thing and watch God, watch him. He will show up. He shows up for me every single time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the voice. He says, yes, you do go. Do it anyway. I am beyond honored to spend time with you guys. Every time you come in and there's a new eye and there's a new face and I'm like, oh Jesus. But at the end of the day, this is my supernatural experience in my fleshly body. You can make it yours. You don't have to live of the world, right? You're in it. But when I look to these people who lived 900 years and I look to the blue zones and the people who are living past 120, 130, I think to myself, I I can do that. I can do that. I can be like Enoch. I can, I can just leave the earth. I don't have to die. I know this sounds nuts. I I know it does. He literally, he escaped death. It says that he walked with God for 300 years after he had a child at 65 years old. And it says he walked faithfully and then he was no more because God took him away. What? I don't have all the answers, but he has them. So whatever our destiny looks like, he's still in control. And I don't want to try and spend my whole life figuring it out behind the bush because I'm not good enough or haven't figured it out or haven't unlocked the door or I don't have all the scripture memorized. I want to coexist with Christ. And I want you to have that. I want you to experience the supernatural right now, not wait till heaven. Heaven on earth 
It's here. It's for you. The supernatural is for you. You are a created being in the natural with a supernatural God that dwells inside of you. Supernatural abilities are yours. Stop doubting. Don't let the environments, don't let the government, don't let education, don't let these things hinder you from your birthright, but from your access point, from the control. I know all the control freaks out there. I'm a recovering control freak. I've won every single time I've surrendered because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And therefore in my surrender, he activates the little girl that I mentioned to you. The reason that that transpired had nothing to do with her. Didn't have to do with her age. Didn't have to do with her voice. All it had to do with was the fact that she said in the beginning message, she said, make me invisible and make yourself visible. Make me invisible. Make yourself visible. I imagine Jesus as just this handsome, encouraging, just like inviting comforter. The person that gives the best hugs. Met with the person who will like lift you really high into the sky and make you feel like you're free. The most angelic like hand soft and sweet and surrender, but strong and resilient. I imagine him until he reveals himself. And every time I imagine he shows up. So how does this work? How do you go from natural to supernatural? You seek, you seek, yes, use the scriptures to to motivate you to fresh revelation. But know that he is there waiting in the garden for you to exist with him, for him to reveal himself to you. I did an activity recently where I I, I told it to you. I stepped over in a physical element in my kitchen and I stepped into heavenly realms. Our nature... Our control is creativity because he is the creator. If you don't start becoming more imaginative and play in your spiritual walk, you'll constantly be limited by what you do or don't know, by your age, by the what the world says, what the pastor says, what religion says, and you won't be able to experience the supernatural. It's why we're called into childlike play. They're the best at imagining. Go imagine with Jesus today. Go look for him to reveal yourself, but ask yourself the question first, just like he asked you from the very beginning, where are you? Where are you? He didn't ask that for him to know. He knows the answer. He asked that for you to know. Because if you're out of position You're standing in the if-then mentality and not in the miracle mentality, not in the control. He's the controller. I love you guys. Have an incredibly blessed day. Can't wait to connect and read more of your comments. I'll get back to you. Bye. Oh, come hang out with us on Clubhouse at 7 a.m. Eastern with Marcus Ellis. He and the fam bam will be doing Tuesday morning testimonies. It is such a sweet time of fellowship. And then we'll be doing Founder Fellowship at noon today, Eastern, with Anthony Hart and myself. He's going to take the mic because my voice is whew, struggling. But it's going to be an amazing time. We're going to get more in detail with some of these questions because I can't avoid them anymore. And I refuse to be silent on them while I figure it out. We're going to get loud. We're going to have the conversations. And uh, we're going to explore the supernatural together. All right. Love you guys. Have you ever just wanted to retreat? I always think of palm trees and blue crystal oceans when I think about that. But the actual definition of retreat is to withdraw from enemy forces as a result of their superior power or after a defeat. 
Maybe you feel defeated. Maybe you feel like every day is a fight. Maybe even in your own home, it feels like a fight. I invite you to join me on an adventure, an adventure that's also an opportunity for you to exhale, finally, to understand the power of your personal life, the love from your father and how much that love is meant to be gifted vibrantly to others, but it has to start with self so that you can live the life you are determined and destined to live. And that legacy that I know you crave becomes an easy thumbprint, an easy footprint, an easy element from your voice, your heart, your mind, and your actions. We're going to Costa Rica, and then we're going to Puerto Rico in 2023. So if you want some true R&R, you want to have all the things, all the details taken care of you, you just need to get out of the enemy territory. You want to come and move your body and be fueled from the inside out and have a spa and worship and walk and explore culture and just to know that you, again, have an opportunity to pray in to who you're meant to become. All the links are available below and we can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to spoil you. And I hope you like surprises because I keep a lot of things in my back pocket and that way you can feel even more spoiled. Hope to see you there. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.